0: Hey, y'all, this is just a disclaimer uh, for this episode. I was talking so much and so into what I was talking about that when I was talking about Adam and Eve, I placed them in the Garden of Gethsemane instead of the Garden of Eden. So when you come across that, just disregard it. I do catch myself somewhere towards the end. But uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Greetings, happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to another episode of The Marriage Chronicles. This is your girl Naila, and because I am unaware of what time you're listening to this, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. So today for me is Thursday, November 25th, 2021. It is 7:18 a.m. Woo! So yes, 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 yes. I don't know if you're actually listening to this on Thanksgiving or not, but for me today is Thanksgiving, um, which is really every day. Every day you should wake up with a thankful heart. Every day you should wake up and just be thankful and let God know how thankful you are for another day, another breath, just whatever it is that you're thankful for. I'm sure you can find something to be thankful for. So um. Yeah, and if you think you can't, just think for a little bit. I'm sure it's something that you can be thankful for. But, um, yeah, uh, so today, I wanted to come and talk about, um, basically, choice. Um, Everyone has a choice um, when it comes down to following the word of God when it comes down to marriages, or not following the word of God. Um, Now, a lot of people nowadays, I talk about this often, um, most people don't believe that we should still be following um, the standards set in the Bible. Everyone feels like, well, we're in 2021, that doesn't apply anymore um, whatever, whatever. So, um, yeah, they, they think that way. Um, and the funny thing about that is if you are really a true believer, then you'll, and and a really true believer, you'll know that the word of God says that God, he does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So when, actual believers say oh well we we uh we not doing it like this anymore because we're in 2021 and those same outlines don't apply then i'm kind of like okay even if we go into the new testament where a lot of people like to stay um even there is like come on now it's just like that is where to me the foundation like the foundation of 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 your marriage is really really set you know really comes out because the church is the bride of christ and christ didn't didn't come into this to this piece you get what i'm saying until later on in the bible where people like to stay right so, Jesus was the best example of how we are to be in our marriages. You get what I'm saying? Like the love story, because that's what it is the the relationship between um, the relationship between uh, uh, the church. You guys, my other phone is doing some stuff um let's turn it off um the relationship between christ and the church is a love story actually when you really you know if you really want to be truthful about it um the entire bible is a love story it starts out as as a as a story where god creates, he creates and, and, and he wants someone. Do you get what I'm saying? He wants someone, you know, cause, cause in the beginning, a lot of people pass this up in the beginning. A lot of people think that Adam and Eve were the only people in the beginning. And that's not the truth. If you go back and read the Bible, it used to confuse me um, because <clears throat> listening to other people, preachers over the years i've never heard anyone else say this um but i used to be confused because i was like well adam and eve were the first and the only you know people so i don't get it when it says god created man in his image you know in his likeness and then it turns around and talks about adam and eve which is like you know it talks about the creation of, of of mankind already and then you turn around you get what i'm saying but the thing is is that there were other people created in the beginning he said be fruitful and multiply but then what he did was he he took adam he created adam and he put him in the garden of gethsemane like correct me if i'm wrong go look go read your bibles but he designated adam to himself do you get what i'm saying to that garden and he came and he had a relationship with adam you get what i'm saying they would they would talk and you know what i mean he he, he walked amongst adam in that garden adam knew god do you get what i'm saying um and then adam was lonely and so god being such a loving father to adam saw his loneliness and created a woman from adam and when adam saw that woman he saw oh my god this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh you get what i'm saying and then it became a story of a father's love for his son to join him with a woman and ha and and him be the third you know strand in that marriage between them and and god would come down and he would he would talk to his children he would talk to his to his son and basically if you want to say so daughter-in-law he would come down and he he had a relationship with them there were other people outside of the garden of gethsemane but these were his right here this is these were his that were singled out in the garden of gethsemane to have a relationship with him but then of course what story do you have without a villain (laughs) so here comes the serpent the enemy i'm not going to say it was lucifer because lucifer was the angel in heaven or whatever and at that point he hadn't come down unless the bible is out of order. so anyway um, the enemy came in the form of a serpent we don't know if it's a snake or Uh, Just just some type of reptilian animal. Some type of serpent. He came in the form. And and he had to walk on legs and whatever else. He wasn't squirming on his belly. He was some type of, I believe he might have been lizard-like. But we don't know. We don't know, y'all. All we can do is speculate. So anyway, at that point, the serpent comes in and he deceives eve now if you think about it eve ate from the tree first the tree that they were not supposed to eat from the the tree of knowledge of good and evil knowledge of ignorance whatever <laughs> Let me shut up. No, they were kinda in a way of ignorance before they ate uh, of it. But um you know, good and evil, you know, you know the tree. Go back and read if you know. I'm sure all of y'all know it. Even people who are not Bible scholars who do not study the Bible at all know this story. Well, they know the basis of it. So then at that point, you know, um They, because I I believe in a way, I I believe because Adam was um, brought up by God, that his morals and standards were in a place of, this is my wife, I'm going to protect her, I'm going to stand by her, we're in this together, so... Who knows? We don't know if Adam looked at her and was like, girl, are you crazy? Why did you eat this? Why did you do this? We don't know if he looked at her and fussed at her like, now, you know, good and doggone well, we weren't supposed to eat from this tree. But at the same time, I believe that Adam had certain morals and standards to where he was just like, we're in this together. If 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 you're going to die, then I'm, I'm going to have to die with you then. You know, and I believe that that might be the reason why he took a bite from the apple. Um, I don't think it was necessarily that he was, you know what I mean, so sprung. But I believe that it it comes from the fact, I, I believe he might have, now this is just me speculating now, it's not you know, based on, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know everything, but this is just kind of how my mind is thinking on it. Like, what if, um, what if it was that Adam knew what life was like before Eve came along and how lonely he was and he didn't want to do that again. He didn't want to do life without her. So if you're going to die, I'm going to die with you. You get what I'm saying? Kind of like how people kind of do the Romeo and Juliet thing <laughs> story, you know, mind. But I believe that that might be the reason why Adam, you know, bit the apple too. Not because he was just gullible and dumb and stupid. I believe it was the opposite. I believe he thought about it, you know what I mean? And what life would be like without her again. And, and that he said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. We do things together. Even even if it's going to end us in a certain place, we're going to be here together and we're going to work this out. We're going to do what we're going to do and and, and till death do us part. Do you get what I'm saying? We're going to go out in death, you know what I mean, together if we have to, um, which is what a husband is supposed to do. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he was doing because biting that apple, there's no coming back from that, you know? Even if God would have came back and, and Adam didn't bite from that apple and um, just let Eve do it. Eve was still going to face the consequences with or without Adam doing it with her. But I feel like um, Adam was the first like good example because we don't have the example of what the other people were doing outside of Adam and Eve in the beginning but i believe for us adam and eve are the first example of how a man is supposed to do he's supposed to cover his wife you know and in doing that he, hmm. the word of god does say that a, that a, that a husband is supposed to leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and so and y'all i'm just talking i'm just talking y'all <laughs> but it is based off, off of the Bible anyway. So um, I believe that, you know, I, I believe the Bible when it says that a husband is supposed to leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. You know, and in that moment, that is what Adam did. He left his father in that moment um, and he cleaved to his wife. And he was one with his wife, even in the bad decisions, even, even when he knew she was going to face death. He, he, knowing his father and fearing his father, still stood beside his wife in the ridiculous decision that she made to go against the, his father. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that, see, because Adam knew God for longer. For much longer than Eve did. He knew the standards and the rules. Longer than Eve did. So when Eve came along. She was easier to manipulate. By the um, serpent. I believe that the serpent would have went to Adam. He'd have just been like. You know what I mean? Because y'all look. A man a lot of times is black and white no nah, we ain't supposed to do that no nah, bro we ain't supposed to do that you know what i'm saying but a woman will sit and think well wait a minute well why you know what i mean women are thinkers we think we think we contemplate we wonder why you get know what i'm saying we 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 try to bend things we 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 go by our emotions sometimes more than a man does. A man is just straight up and down a lot of times. He's going to be like, nah, you know what I mean? This is what it say, Nah. And we're like, well, have you ever thought? Of-? No, I haven't. You- <laughs> so anyway, in that moment, Adam chose his wife. He cleaved to his wife, knowing the consequences because eve was the one that was deceived not adam eve was deceived by the serpent the serpent came to eve and said but is it true you get what i'm saying and put that question in eve's mind he put the question in there he didn't say nah y'all not gonna die He didn't, he didn't, he didn't come with just a full out lie. He came with a question. Therefore, he implanted doubt in her mind to where she thought about it and was like, is it? Hold on. Wait a, wait a. He, he stimulated thought. He stimulated uh, speculation in Eve's mind. And so... Eve took it and ate it and then went to Adam with it. It was like, hey, you know what I mean? Look, and like I've said before, because because Eve did not immediately die, I believe she was like, your father been, come on, lying to you. I'm not dead. You hear what I'm saying? But they knew that they did something that was not within God's approval. So they knew that there were going to be consequences. So when God came down and was walking and asking, Hey, where are y'all? And they was hiding, they knew, see, in that moment, I don't I don't know if they was looking at it like because a lot of times y'all, when we were kids or whatever, and and we went against something that our parents said, uh a lot of times it was just that we knew that our parents didn't, our parents told us something. So, and we just knew we went against our father or our mother. You get what I'm saying? And so we were afraid of that, uh, particular, uh, we were, we were just afraid of the the consequence that was going to come from them. But, um, a lot of times as children, we don't, think our parents even know what they're talking about we don't think that they know what's best we just think that they're just being strict for no reason it really ain't no consequence in that but the true consequence that we usually fear is just that our parents are going to be disappointed and mad at us and whoop us or whatever punishment is going to come and so adam and eve was in that moment afraid of what their father was going to do you know what i mean in that moment and so when jesus came and they were looking he not jesus oh y'all i said jesus this is genesis not not revelations (laughs) anyway so, so when god came That's like your your daddy coming and looking for you, about to snatch you up off this playground or wherever you at and whoop your tail. That's what kind of fear they was, afraid of their father in that moment. And he came and, you know, a lot of times, think about it, us parents, we already know. We already know the answer when we come and start asking our kids stuff. We just want to see if this child is going to be dumb enough to lie to us. We already know the answer. But for whatever reason, the child thinks they can just lie and we just going to believe them or that we don't already know what's up. And So they hid. They stitched together clothes because because their eyes were open and they realized, oh, we're naked oh shoot, you know, all right, let's cover up, you know, and when God came walking in the garden and looking for them, like, hey, what's up, you know, what y'all do, man, you know, why y'all hiding, how do you know you naked, what's up, what did you do, you know, and then God, um, Cursed them and had to banish them out of the garden of Gethsemane because at that point I can't trust y'all no more y'all don't went outside of 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 what I said and sin and God cannot abide in the same place see Adam and Eve they were able to be in the garden of Gethsemane because and, and have a relationship with God because sin was not present disobedience was not present Therefore, they could have like a flawless, open, you get what I'm saying, openness with God, a relationship with God, you know, um, without any restrictions, you know, but sin came in and it ended that God, you know what I mean? Them going against God and what God said ended that for them and in came consequences, Um which separated them from God. Separation happened. And so the, the rest of the Bible is just God wanting to be reconciled back to his children, reconciled back to his creation in such a flawless way, again, to where he didn't have to go Uh, he didn't have to have someone in between him and his people. He, he didn't have to have that separation anymore. Do you get what I'm saying? He, he could just be with us again. Do you get what I'm saying? And so the Bible was just a love story of him being reconciled back to us. Him coming back. It's, it's, it's a, it's a love story. You guys, because if you think about it, once sin came in, um, we weren't able to have a relationship with God. Not like that. If anything, God would pick one person like Moses, you know, one person who he felt was a, a man after his own heart and he would use that person to come into his presence, hear the answers to things, or hear the, his commandments. And then he would um, then send him back down to tell the people what he said. That was separation. That was years of separation. Uh, more than years, you guys. That was a lot of time. That was separation. And, and I believe God didn't even like that. You know what I mean? He did not like being separated from his. You get what I'm saying? And so, you know, it was a separation going on. And so, from there, God, you know, makes the plan to send his own son down off the throne to come back to be what reconciles us back to him. You know, because Jesus had to come first. And he had to lay down his life and shed blood and do what we would have naturally had to do, die, go to hell. You know what I mean? He sent Jesus down here to do that for us so then he could be reconciled back with us. See, now, because Jesus did that, because Jesus was obedient to his father's commands, it brought us back into relationship with him. Now, each person houses Holy Spirit, God. Do You get what I'm saying? Each person, each one of us, each believer, we are reconciled back with God. Okay? And so, now, the separation has ended and he's married back to us again. Like now, do you get what I'm saying? It's just like, Jesus came down and he was 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 that husband that came down and saved the wife? He's the husband that was like, "Look, if we're going to um, die, we're going. I I do it for you. You get what I'm saying? He he did like Adam did, and he, you get what I'm saying? He he went down for something that he didn't even do because Adam, see, Adam, it wasn't Adam's idea to to um, um, rebel against his father it was Eve's idea do you get what I'm saying it was Eve's sin that ultimately caused him to rebel against his father and see in in the bible when Jesus comes down it was not Jesus's sin that caused him to have to die it was not Jesus' sin that caused him to have to go to hell. It was ours as mankind. It was ours. And Jesus came in as that husband is supposed to and rescued his wife. It's the same thing from the beginning. He came in and he rescued his wife and he said, I'll take that for you. Do you get what I'm saying? Jesus didn't do anything wrong according to the word. Jesus did not sin. He was without sin. But what he did was he, he chose to listen to his father go through with something that he and his flesh didn't even want to do. But he came to save the wife, the church, from sin and death. And he came to reconcile us back to our loving father. He came back to rectify the wrong that was done in the beginning that caused the separation. See, God eagerly wants to be a part of our lives. God eagerly wants to, he desires to be a father with his creation. But when we choose to live sinful lives, when we choose to do that, it it causes a separation between us and God and so I I believe you know just like people look and they say um, well um, I'm just going to divorce you know uh, or whatever divorce symbolizes a untimely death (laughs) if you really think about it Um, divorce is the death of something before it's time the only time that marriage is to die off is when when either of the people or both people die so divorce is premature death god is god is not for that god god does not want to you get what i'm saying to see any of us die or be hurt or any of that especially prematurely and and when we divorce that's the death of what he created that he created marriage you get what i'm saying and so we're just deadening it we're killing it off because we're like nah you know what i mean like i'm choosing to do my own thing i don't have to you know follow what god says and it's true you don't you don't have to follow What God says, you don't have to follow the word of God. Um, This person over here might choose to follow the word, regardless of of what in their flesh it causes. what, What kind of hurt in their flesh it causes. They're choosing to live according to the word of God and what the word of God says, regardless of how they feel within that covenant, within that marriage. And just believe that God will restore and just believe that God will, you know, reward those who diligently seek him and, and, and read his word and follow his commandments and keep those things tattooed on their heart so they don't forget. You get what I'm saying? Um, The only difference between someone who chooses to... Follow God and his word and someone who does not choose to do it. It's the consequences. Consequences. that That is the difference. the The outcome. That's another word for consequences. The outcome. That's the only difference. What outcome are you going to get versus this other person? Now, a lot of people might say, well, you know. If I don't listen, you know, and and I know I'm miserable in this marriage and I deaden it and I go get somebody else, the consequence between me and that other person who's following the the word that's so grievous, you know, um, the difference is is that I'm no longer in an unhappy marriage, but now I'm in a happy marriage you know what I mean? Or they feel like they might get into a happy marriage. Now I'm happy, you know what I mean? Versus then, but now, but you've, 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 you've gone against what God said. Now there was, there is a verse in the Bible that, that, that talks about uh divorce and well, 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 why did, why did God, you know, say that, you know, um, why did, uh, divorcement why does it say to write a letter of divorcement you know and the thing is is that he says well it wasn't always that way in the beginning that came because of you all's heart and hearts that's the only reason why divorce came in is because of your heart and hearts and unwillingness to work things out basically that's what they're saying but in the beginning it was not so Look, Adam was a rider. Jesus was a rider. They were riders for their wives. Do you hear me? Jesus was a rider for the church and the church is the wife. Jesus is the husband. He went hard. He went hard for his wife. I mean to death. And that is how it is supposed to be in an actual marriage. So why people who read the word of God look and say, just divorce that person, that person's being difficult, this and that. Guess what? You don't have to, let let me me tell y'all something. You don't have to be unhappy and stay in that marriage, but do you know what you're going to have to do according to the word of God? Stay single. You can leave. Go ahead. Sure. That's fine. You can separate. But remain single. See, that's the part that people don't go through with. They don't look at that part. They just leave. Because all these pastors and preachers and and whoever else are yelling divorce. Now, the world is going to do what they're going to do. I can't speak on behalf of the world. But as far as, as believers, if you are a believer, this is the way it's supposed to go. This is the way it's supposed to go. And it is a hard pill to swallow. I feel like if more people um, knew um, the rules of of covenant and they really knew what covenant was and were really out to please the father, they would not get married. Marriage is deeper than what people are making it out to be. And guess what? If you are a husband, you're supposed to go that hard for your wife who is hard-headed. Because we're hard-headed, y'all. We are hard-headed and that's the reason why we have husbands over us. I know somebody's going to disagree. I don't care. I don't care. Women get to being in a place where, well, I don't want to do it like that. Think about how most of these marriages are going where you have this hard-headed wife who has her own thought in her mind that she knows better than her husband and she can do better than her husband. I can do it better than that. Why he don't think about it like this? Because we're thinkers. We sit and we think. The man just decides, this is what I'm going to do. And he does it. Now, because it's so cutthroat, a lot of times, and this might not apply to every single, I'm I'm not here to put everyone in a box, but a lot of times, a man is a problem solver. So, he's just coming in with a solution. He hears his wife complaining, he hears his wife doing whatever, and he's coming to resolve the issue. Okay, shoot. Okay. And they think men contemplate too. Let's not take that away from men. Men are contemplators and they think as well, but their minds think differently. They just think, let me find a solution to the problem. Let me, let me, they're rescuers. I'm going to rescue my wife out of this. So let me come up with a cut and dry solution that's going to nip it all in the bud. And they just think, this is what we're going to do. Now, a wife, she's been sitting here and she's been thinking and she's thinking in her way and thinking this would be the best way to get it done because I've thought about it, I've written it out, I've done this, and i you know, this is the best way to do it. She got a PhD in thinking. <laughs> he got a PhD in actions. He's just like, let's, let's do it this way. Um... But uh, y'all just went all over the place with this. I'm so sorry. But y'all, this is just the way my mind thinks. Um, definitely not here to say everybody thinks like this. Or, but, um, but yeah, you know, um, so it's like <sighs> the husband is here to resolve the issue. And he wants to deaden the issue so he don't have to hear about it no more. I'm about to deaden this issue. Just boom. You know what I mean? Which a lot of times a wife still don't find a reason like, well, you know, to complain or or think something else up <laughs> that the man going to have to solve. Because <laughs> that's what we be doing. We hard at it. A lot of times... Um, yeah so anyway so where did i leave off yeah y'all let me um yeah i don't know where i left off so anyway (laughs) y'all sorry now y'all in the mind of naila y'all see how my mind just goes from one you know this is not what i was getting on here to talk about it is really not but uh I was I was coming on to talk about choices, but y'all got all off into the yeah. But this is the marriage chronicles. I talk about marriage and I and I relate it to the Bible and and all of that. But um, <clears throat> yes, the husband you know is supposed to follow the example of Adam and follow the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the ultimate example. Do you get what I'm saying? But Adam Adam was heroic too, you know, in, in, in going out with his wife as well. Now, I believe that they might have thought that the death was going to be immediate. I know it wasn't an immediate death. So therefore, it looked like God was lying. See, a lot of times, even now, even now, we look at the word of God and say, I don't have to do that. I can just divorce i'm not happy in this marriage you know i'm supposed to you know what i mean be happy you know this person's supposed to make me happy so uh, that stuff is old i don't have to follow that that stuff is old and they go ahead and they get a divorce or whatever and they don't when, uh, I don't think people really see what the father is talking about until after the divorce. Divorce is very hard and harsh. And a lot of people who believe they want a divorce, you know, kind of can relate to a person who believes they want to kill themselves. You, but you have all these reasons and you're, you're secure in your reason that you want to, to die. Or you want this marriage to die until you actually attempt it and you feel like, oh my God, this is about to be successful. And then that's when the pain comes in. If you talk to people who, um, to commit suicide, um, usually they'll tell you that right when the attempt was going through and they felt like it was going to be successful, they had immediate regret. I believe because I have not been been divorced, I don't, I can't speak on behalf of divorcees, but um, I believe that it goes the same way with divorce. You have all these reasons, all these good reasons why you want to deaden this issue, why you want to deaden this covenant until you actually feel like this is about to be successful. That's why you hear so many marriages that, when they were right there on the brink of divorce, then they were just like, oh, we're not doing this. Because then that success of it, oh, this is really what it's going to feel like. Oh, you know what I mean? And then they go backwards. I feel like that's what they were experiencing, that that almost fatality. You get what I'm saying? Um, and they realize, oh, shoot. And you feel it because a lot of people don't feel it until after it's over. They don't feel the the that that true death of this covenant until it actually goes through, and even the ones who wanted the divorce, um, and this ain't for everybody. Some people are like eh, I wanted that divorce, I got that divorce, I'm fine, I ain't looking back. But for others, it's it's this this death that that happens within them because that when you get married you become one with this person and to divorce them or to depart from them means damage means trauma means we got to rip our flesh apart means we have to go through this this hideous operation that could cause Either one of us to die or both of us to die. Because if you go back and you look at um, people who were born Siamese twins and they went through their whole lives like that, you know, or not even that. They they come out and they're Siamese twins and then they want to go through this through this um, operation to separate them. A lot of times now, now there are times there's a lot of times where the where it's where it's. Um, successful but there is trauma still caused there there's trauma you know these this thing that was melded together has now been traumatized to be separated traumatized cut apart flesh pulled apart tendons nerve endings different things like that were disturbed To cause this separation it's the same thing in marriage. In order to divorce, you have to cause trauma. And see, God does not want to see his creation harmed or hurt. Do you get what I'm saying? He does not. If he did, he would have just let sin be sin and be separated and whatever. He don't care. But that's not the case. God cares. He cares and he feels that separation and that hurt just as much as you do. Look here. I know Adam and Eve were grievous. They were grieved when when God banished them from the garden. Did I say of Gethsemane? Y'all, earlier, I'm so sorry. Please, y'all, I meant to say the Garden of Eden. Ooh, Bible scholars, don't jump down my throat. The Garden of Eden of Eden, y'all. Ooh, I'm so used to talking about that, that Garden of Gethsemane that God was play, praying in. I'm so sorry. Forgive. I meant to say the Garden of Eden earlier. Anyway, <laughs> I'm human. Charge it to my head and not my heart. Um so anyway, um can y'all imagine because I, I don't I don't I don't think people really think about The fact that even though God the hurt that he felt, the hurt that he felt in that separation, because they were never supposed to be separated from God. God was just as much as giddy in this relationship as Adam and Eve were. He was loving it. He would come down walk in the, you get what I'm saying? Amongst them and talk with them. He had true relationship where they would come face to face with him. Can you imagine how grieved God was in that moment? Just because he put the consequences and the curses down, which is just God, God is is a God of his word. He's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Therefore, he told them in the beginning, don't do this or this is going to happen. Consequences are going to happen. He had to go through with his word at that point. He had to. He couldn't go back on his word because he had already put that out there. If he would have went back on it, then he'd have been a liar. He had to set those. He had to, 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 to put them out. Because the sin separated them on top of that. Even if he wanted them there, that sin had caused separation. He's perfect. So when the sin was introduced, they could no longer be. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just going on and on and on. I hope I'm not boring anybody. (laughs) This is just how my mind works. Uh, and you just front row seats to it. But anyway, um, yeah. Um, can you imagine? I've never thought myself of how God must have felt in that moment, how hurt He was. Think about how you feel a lot of times when your children go against their upbringing. You done taught them well, and they over here acting a fool and showing they button you know the first thing people gonna say is they ain't got no home training when you know better they got home training I'm the one that trained them I'm the one that taught them how much shame that brings on you and how much hurt that brings on you and how much embarrassment that brings on you man let me tell you so yeah um Sorry, you guys. I don't understand what my my other my other phone is doing something. Anyway, so yeah, um, yeah. So I believe that because people get a divorce and they feel as though. Oh, this ain't as bad as other people say. I believe there's still going to be. There's a consequence for every choice that we make. Now, we might not even see those consequences in this lifetime. It might be once we get to Judgment Day. I don't know. But we're going to have to answer for everything that we've done. Everything. And... Divorce or being the one that wants to divorce is definitely going against the whole reason why God has brought us here. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you if you get what I'm saying. I know. I'm trying to put it in words that that other people are going to get because some people are just crit- very critical uh, and they criticize every word a person says, but yeah, you know, um we um, don't understand that just because things don't seem immediate we we think we got away with it, but God is a redeemer. He, where, where there are mistakes and where there are shortcomings and, and, and things, he always, he goes out of his way to correct even our wrongs. He goes out of his way to make things right. We make mistakes all the time, just like Adam and Eve did in that garden. But God, he loves us so much he's always trying to reconcile us back. He's always trying he's always, you know, he's he always has come with a resolution because he he's a good father. You get what I'm saying? He's always come with he's a problem solver. Like, I'm going to settle this problem. You know, but us being the silly wives a lot of time You know, and and I'm not saying wives are silly. Please, please just, I'm not saying that. We have silly ways. All of us do. Men too. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, if if you really are looking at the church, there's been so many times that God has had to come back and rescue his church. He's had to come back and rescue his bride after we've made silly decisions. You know, um... Jesus has had to be that husband that comes back and saves us from our silliness, which is our sin. And and reconcile us back and bring us back. That is the same thing a husband is supposed to do because a lot of times, and I don't care who wants to argue with me or not, a lot of times us as wives, we think we know better and we we might know more than our husband as far as, you know, book smarts is concerned or as or as far as managing money or whatever else but a lot of times when we go against our husband's is is when issues come in. We are supposed to take those things to God in prayer. God will work it out. He'll find a resolution, but a lot of times we go about things wrong we think it's right because technically it might be right it might be the answer to the problem but we're going about it in the wrong way we are we are in that moment we we think we're just presenting a um a a an answer to a problem when it comes down to our, our husbands. But at in that moment, a lot of times, what we're doing is we're undermining their authority. They have been put in a position to lead us. And even when we feel like they're leading us incorrectly, it's not for us to be like, that's wrong. The common sense thing would have been to do it like this. You get what I'm saying? We're not supposed to come at them like that. We can take it to God in prayer and be like, God, I don't agree with this. This is not how this, how I feel like this should go. I feel like it should go like this and like that. We can go on behalf and we can plead our cases to God. And he can go back and talk to his son. And then the son will come back and be like, this is what we're going to do. If he's one, if he's one that, that listens to the father. And even if he's not, God can still, you know what I mean? Get something done because you came through and and you, you, you brought something to God, a concern to God, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, y'all see that my time is just really running out here. I'm at 52 minutes. I'm so sorry for keeping y'all so long. Um, But yeah, choice. We have, you have a choice if you're going to follow the word of God or not you can either be a doer of the word or a hearer of the word only this is what the word says do now if <clears throat> now let me put this out here I'm not going to my husband and asking him for a divorce I'm not initiating a divorce or anything like that if a divorce is happens it will be because that is what he's trying to do and there's nothing else I can do about it but sign it but I will never be the one to initiate it future self please listen to me (laughs) because you know sometimes we can say something and then our future self go and make a fool out of us future self please don't make a fool out of me don't go and initiate that don't initiate that foolishness. But I will say um, that I, I don't know if there's certain laws in place to where you have to at some point, you know, um, grant them what they're asking for. I believe there there might be. Um, and under those circumstances, it's the only way I'm going to go about doing that <laughs> and I believe God will redeem you know me because the Word of God does say that if the unbelieving spouse walks away then let them walk a son or a daughter in that case you're not bound to it at that point you stay true to your vows and that person decided to deaden it that's not on you you're not bound to it at that point but if I go and I initiate it (laughs) then them consequences follow, that's just what I see in the word but anyway y'all I'm getting a red flag a heads up that's telling me that the maximum recording time for segments is 60 minutes and to keep an eye on the clock we at 55 minutes you guys I hope that my little storytelling um, helps someone in some way. I'm not sure how, but I hope that um, this got you to thinking at least. Um, There are consequences to everything that we do. We all have choice. Um, But the only difference between this person who didn't obey and this person who does is the result is the consequence is the end result of it all so anyway all right you guys thank you so much for coming and listening to me i hope you have a wonderful and and thankful thanksgiving (laughs) y'all remember to keep your attitudes in check remember you have a choice and until next time peace Have Instagram? Follow me at the Marriage Chronicles underscore for updates on when new episodes are available and much more. See you there.